G'day, it's James Baldwin here, welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast, as voted by Campy's dad. Thanks, Campy Senior. Uh, and it is an absolute pleasure to be recapping Hungary in 2019 at the Hungaroring. And uh, as always, I am joined in the studio by my friends and yours. We've got Tommy T. Tommy, welcome to you. Hello, boys. And Campy is back from somewhere in the Pacific, somewhere. Boys, how are we? And the special guest, Alistair, mate. Welcome to you. Hello. There you are. It's very good to be with you all as we recap yet another boring result for first place. Because I'm over I'm over Mercedes, I'm over Hamilton, and to a point I'm even over Bottas. But my favourite part of the German Grand Prix, as I said last podcast, was Lewis Hamilton crashing into a wall. And I wish he crashed into a <laughs> wall again. And I wish he crashes into a wall for the rest of his career, because I'm just done. I'm sorry, I'm ranting about it, I don't even care anymore. I'm just, it's like Schumacher towards the end of Ferrari. It's like, yes, okay, we get it, you're going to win the bloody race again. The good thing is, though, at least he's humble. <laughs> it's real transparent, as I've said before. <laughs> Really comes across. I'm just over it. Anyway, that's okay. Hey, Campy, welcome back to you. We missed you for the best race of the year. Yeah, uh, it was I, also the best podcast of the year, Tommy, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. That's Your best I, performance by far. By far. That's what I saw all over the internet too. <laughs> a few comments, a few replies. Great job, boys. No, I, uh, I missed the race. I've, I watched about five days after the race completed and it cost me $120 to watch the race. So it was... I think it was $60 for three gigabytes with the world's worst internet, but hey, it was good. Shout out to the Cook Islands for Raritonga. having dial-up. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Probably. Oh, it was Everyone great. get off the phone and watch the race. <laughs> <laughs> we had grand plans of doing the podcast, but the internet was so terrible that it just impossible. You. And it was the best race of the year. By far. Uh, and it was the best race I've seen for five or six years. So it's, anyway, we've already spoken. You, you guys have spoken about it's, it. It's but. the race of the decade. I think what really sucks is coming into this weekend at Hungary and it just didn't do it for anyone, really. After such an exciting race last time around, Max got on, which was fantastic, and some really good racing towards the front, but we were just disappointed. But anyway, we'll get to the race. Campy, we're going to talk about all of these rumours going on around Ocon and Haas and Renault and Mercedes and what's going on in the paddock at the moment? Well, there's plenty of rumours going on. We haven't heard any more about Ferrari approaching Bottas or Daniel Ricciardo, which is a bit of a shame, which tells me, but, but Vettel's performances over the last couple of weeks have been stellar. Um, so I'm still 50-50 on whether he'll go or stay, but we're not too sure what Ferrari and the direction they want to take, but they're, they're a shambles at the moment. An absolute mess. <clears throat> yep. Um, Toto Wolf has come out and said, the direction of every other team is take an experienced driver and a really young driver, which is starting to tell me that Bodass is on the outer. Yep. I, I don't want to see that. No. I, I think he's <laughs> – this race for me was really frustrating. Qualified well. He showed a lot of promise in qualifying this year. His starts haven't been great, but it just says to me by Toto's language that they're starting to think about some different options moving forward. Yeah. He had a rough weekend. He couldn't go into first practice because he had some problems with his engine. So he missed a fair bit of practice before he hit qualifying. So he was on the back foot anyway, not enough time in the car. But, yeah, he's still still not good. He performed in qualifying, though. And he has all year. He has all year. The guy's quick. I think it'd be stupid for Mercedes to not take Bottas and Hamilton in for another year. But if they want to go down that youth approach, we know Ocon's sitting in the back door waiting for a seat somewhere, whether he gets it at Mercedes or he has to go somewhere else. It'll be interesting to see how they play it. I don't I don't think Mercedes needs to do anything I think differently think, to what they're doing. Don't yeah. follow a trend because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, but if you're True. thinking short-sighted for one year, yeah, I think you're right. But if you're looking – beyond into new regs, at some stage both of those drivers are going to age and you're going to need to have some kind of youth plan and I think that's what they're thinking about now. And there is a lot of talented young guys coming. We've seen some great debut years in the last two I think two all years. of us watched at least one of the F2 races this week and it mm. was some really good racing, especially when they dropped lots of oil before qualifying. That was the best bit. And then cleaning it up again with yep. the most cement dust I've ever seen. I think seen all in of them in Hungary. All, <laughs> we just want to make sure that all the oil is gone, so we'll just dump it all. Oh, we've, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> well done, guys. At least I didn't have a manhole cover loose. That probably was worse, to be honest. 
I think Grosjean's gone. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would if I was Haas, I'd get rid of K Mag too, but I get rid of both of them. I think you're right. I don't think fresh any, start. either of them are but I think they'll keep one driver for consistency yep. across years. But it's not even consistent at the moment when they're running two different spec cars. K-Mag's running the new spec car and Grosjean's running the Australia spec. What consistency is there? Have the you heard of this happening before? This out. Yeah, they're a bit like Williams, That's aren't they? Bizarre. They started, Mate, Will, let's talk about Williams, but yeah, they're, they're, they're getting worse. They're getting they're worse, not getting better. Bit like mm. Renault. Getting worse as the season seems to progress. At least they got lots of money behind them. They and do. They still have no idea what they're doing. Oh there's, wait, this is a terrible. <laughs> this is a few, horrible. There's a few rumours about Hulk as well. Yep. There was that rumour earlier that he might move to Red Bull. Mm. I can't. I can't, I can't see that too happening. Old. Too old. Um, do I think he'll stay at Renault? I, he would want to. He's pretty keen to stay, but I don't think Renault necessarily want to keep. Because let's be honest, if if Vettel stays at Ferrari, Ricardo's staying at Renault. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. That, that is the clincher. So, alongside Ricardo, the only real option that I can see on, and he's not even on the grid at the moment, is Ocon. Yeah, and he was he was going to Renault before yep. Danny Rick decided to leave Red yep. Bull and yep. go last year. So, Renault's got a fair bit of vested interest, in my opinion, to get Ocon. Because they wanted him last year, but you yeah. can't turn down Ricardo. And a Frenchman in a French car. Oh, correct. Although it'd be a lot mm. cheaper if they paid Rock on than Ricardo, I'm sure. Yeah, but Hulk is, he's... Well, he, he binded, didn't he? Germany is a good example yep. of... I'm sorry, but that was you, Hulk. That was his, that was his chance. chance. We were yep. sad. All of us were sad. Everyone was sad, but... Yet again, you couldn't prove it when you had every option. And I think he's just... He's at the time, the point of his career where it's like, mate, you're not getting into a top team. So you're not going to be a championship winning position ever. What are you doing? And it was interesting how he was even linked to Red Bull in the first place. I can't imagine just, it. I don't know why Red Bull would take the risk. Any, anything's better than Gasly, but... <laughs> the whipping boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. He's so shit. So we've got... Sorry, Mrs. Camp. So we've got uh, Haas definitely losing someone. Yeah. We think if that's the case that it's likely that Hulk will go to Haas yeah. because it's unlikely that... Cyril's going to re-sign him because he's had a long time to prove himself. Ricardo's come in and outperformed. Uh, this time he didn't. Hulkenberg Take away the last two races. Else, he is more on point. The way he's driving that car is much better. Even in Hungary, he was driving that thing so much better than Hulk. Hulk acknowledges that too, I think. The, the car, but Renault's car's not there either, no, especially shocking. around this track. Hulk had a really good opportunity to make some moves, move up the pack, starting in 11th, right tyre choice, he did come out afterwards and say they had some problem with the engine desync and it was like an limp mode for the whole race, but I call bullshit on that. I mean, <laughs> you would. And- I, I think yeah, I think there's just excuses going on now yeah. left, right and centre. Totally. And it's because it's getting into silly season. People are really starting to fight for where they're at and yep. he has no contract with Renault next year. Mm-hmm. So the people who don't have contracts really are at this point, everything's up in the air for them. I mean, to be honest, I'd even... George Russell's performance this weekend makes me think I'd even put him in the Mercedes over Ocon just in terms of if you're looking at what they're doing in terms of, okay, like Charles Leclerc last year, have a rookie year in a junior team. It was Sauber for him and then he went straight into Ferrari. Same with Albon. If you want to do Red Bull, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm saying similar thinking. Mm -hmm. Mercedes, George Russell, brilliant. I mean, he bloody drove the nuts off that car. I was so impressed with him. In qualifying, I just like I was sad that he missed out on so Q2. Close. I was yep. gunning because just Williams for me just needs to come back to life. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But so we've got Haas. We're sort of sorting that with Renault. Ferrari's really not going to let anyone go. I think they're going to be pretty much the same as next year. Force India, I think, is pretty much the same. I don't think Checo deserves that seat next year. But the money that he's bringing along potentially is enough to keep him there. Obviously, Daddy's not going to let Stroll go. And we've said before, he's great for marketing in that South America, Mexico yep. arena. Yep. And I do wonder at the top end of F1 – are they really specific about having drivers key to some of their target Conspiracies markets? Conspiracies by Campy. Oh, not more rumours no, by but Campy. It, but it, makes, it, makes, it does. It, it right. makes total it's sense. Business. Yep. The whole thing is business. You know, yep. It's an entertainment sport business that people want to win real money yep. for winning Grand Prix, and they need marketing behind that to get the better car for to like it's it's, it's a very simple equation. Yeah, so it's like getting a real energy drinks company to sponsor you. Um, <laughs> not that Haas would know anything about that. So let's talk then about the race 
step-by-step step, as we normally do. At F1, we walk through all the teams and we talk about the drivers and their performance. We're going to start at the bottom of the pack and Haas. But before we do that, <laughs> we know on all the listeners of Oz F1 know the favourite teams across the table. But Alistair, do you want to talk a, bit, a little bit about why you love Formula 1 and what team specifically you are behind or potentially a person because obviously the three of us are Daniel Ricciardo followers we don't care what team he's in we sponsor them we'll begrudgingly wear red <laughs> if we have to but hopefully it's silver I hate that yellow and black yeah you it, you look terrible. terrible in yellow and black it doesn't Tommy suit keeps him. telling that yeah it's true <laughs> he keeps wearing it yeah take it off bloody mankini yeah definitely Daniel Ricciardo as well yeah well, of course you are Australian, Australian. That's it. Yeah. there's no New Zealand drivers yeah, well, the last one didn't do such a great job. We'll just ignore Brendan. Sorry. <laughs> Back to... Get a haircut, son. <laughs> Back to the mall with you. <laughs> but you and I have been watching Formula 1 for years, haven't we? Yeah, except for me for the last two years because I don't have Foxtel, but... Aside from that, pay TV is a big thing in Australia that you have to bloody have to watch the sport. No such thing as free to air anymore. Yeah, can we rage on Foxtel at some stage? I'm sure we can. And their coverage. I'm sure you can. Well, no, it's not even the Foxtel. It's the TV director this time around was as useless again. I'm just, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, it's horrible. So what, in, in terms of the race for you, Ali, what, what, uh, what stood out for you? Because we were sitting there watching it together. Uh, well, before leading into the race weekend, I'd probably say that uh, Renault's Transport driver would be a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The, truck. the DNF on the way. I'm, I'm pretty sure Hulk, Hulk was driving it, wasn't he? <laughs> I'll put my hand up for that job. Yeah. <laughs> you would too. I'll be better than that guy. Driver of the weekend, yeah. spearing it off into the grass. Yeah. <laughs> on the yes. way. Yeah. Uh, no luck. Lost power or some sort of stupid. <laughs> Good call. Excuse. <laughs> A bit like the Renault power unit. <laughs> it's just, it sums their team up, I think. They yeah. probably drive Mercedes buses too. <laughs> or trucks. Yeah, we need something reliable, quick, get a Merc. But not even this time around. All right, well, let's talk through the teams, step by step. And we'll start with the people who finished on the bottom, which was the only DNF for this time around, which was Grosjean, who is doing himself out of a last couple of races, if I'm perfectly honest. Let's talk about Haas. Guys, what are your, your thoughts? I mean, Grosjean actually performed pretty well going into the weekend in terms of practice and qualifying. And race day, he just he just threw it all out the window, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, what else <laughs> That's do you it. say? I mean, what, what else do you say? Yeah. He just hasn't had consistency the whole year. And this was him last year and it seems to be his track record really. And I think that's why Haas are probably going to move him on if they're going to move anyone on is just they need consistent data coming in and he's just not providing. He has really good moments and then just throws it all away. Like just keep it on the track, man. I remember when he was driving for Lotus when they were consistently getting podiums in that 2012-13 era. He was out racing Kimi when they were teammates. Oh, yeah. Driving superbly well. And I will say, he doesn't have a car capable of really getting him any points. He's not as quick as K-Mag over one no. lap. But he's he's shown potential, and that's why he's been in F1 for so long. But, yeah, he's, he's fallen on the wayside at the moment. I think he's, I think he's gone. They have to call that sooner yeah. rather than later as well. It's kind of like the same with Gasly, though. Do you, you, part of you wants to back your investment and hope that, they do something better for the rest of the year. But if it's unlike unlike Red Bull, I guess, and Mercedes, Haas don't really have this pool. I know they're part of the Ferrari sort of program, but they're not really – it's not like Alpha where they're the B team of Ferrari. It's just we pay for the yeah. engine inside of – that's kind of where <laughs> it lasts for them. But – Realistically, the only way that's going to happen is pulling someone else in from another team. And it's, I think, honestly, it's Mercedes. As soon as Toto tells us who he's put in that car, if the word Bottas comes out of his mouth, Ocon's in Renault and Hulkenberg is across to Haas. If it's Ocon is in the Mercedes, then Bottas could go to Red Bull. By all accounts, the guy's not going to piss anyone off. He's pretty clean. Let's be honest. Bottas got put into the Mercedes drive because they were caught unaware. And yep. Toto had worked with him in Williams and went, I know how he operates, and pulled him in. But he's been good. I'm not saying he's a bad driver, but you could have put anyone in that Mercedes junior program into that car and it would have been a good result for them. Yeah. The car is phenomenal. My, my biggest statement on that is, though, I don't think if you put, if you put anyone else in that car other than Ricardo and Verstappen... Ricardo and Verstappen go toe-to-toe with Hamilton all day of the week. True. Everyone else, I don't think's there yet. 
Kimmy would be close because he's so consistent, mm. but they're not going to go with him. I, we've seen it with Leclerc this year and Gasly. They've rushed him to top teams way too quickly. Yep. Gasly is he's gone. He will never get a shot at F1 in the future, I don't think. No, big. Leclerc, he hasn't proved himself yet. He should have won Bahrain. Yep. Unlucky, but that's yep. racing sometimes. Yep, yep. But I don't think he's really done anything except for the couple of battles he had with Max Verstappen in that one. Well, what was it? The first one, Max won. Uh, Budapest. That was the only time that he sort of got his elbows out and showed any promise, but I don't, I don't think he's all he's cracked up to be. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to him. I mean, he's another driver that might get a seat somewhere else. Maybe he goes to Renault. I mean, as a Frenchman as well. Yeah. You know, he's got race experience right now. But getting back to it, Grosjean has to go from Haas. He's not going to be yeah. there next year. Whether a team puts him in next year... I, I, don't, just, see, I don't see it. Nah, I don't, I don't I think he's think had his time. Too many not-in-the-points finishes, I think, for the both of them across the board. They've got 26 points for the year in second-last place. Like, a team with... That quality of a car should be sitting in the middle of the pack. They should mm. be above a racing point and equal with an alpha, I would think. Mm. Yep. So to, to not bring home points consistently enough kind of means you need to get rid of one. Yeah, both, to be honest. I Probably don't think k doing enough. And k was just pissing me off this weekend. <laughs> Bloody, he's especially a, with Ricardo. He's a frustrating individual. Isn't, isn't he? <laughs> just, yeah. I don't rate him. Sorry. I just, yeah, he's... Anyway, you block my man, I'm, that's it. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> look at me go. Just talking all big behind a microphone. Okay, so Haas just looked frustrated. You know, Johnny Herbert was in and out of the pits through Sky for most of it, and I still think you could see most of the mechanics just look pretty disheveled most of the time. They don't look like they're in, really enjoying race weekend and hoping for 2021, and I, I really hope they stay around for 2021. I'd hate to see Gene Haas pull the pin he won't pull ahead, the of the head, ahead of that. He's rider. in for the long haul. Which is great to see, honestly, great to see. Okay, so let's talk about Williams. I think we we mentioned it just before. George Russell did a stellar job in qualifying, just literally just missing out when it came to to Q two. Did amazing things with that car, and the fact that he out qualified Daniel Ricciardo. Okay, yes, Ricciardo got blocked by Checo, who we also don't like at the moment as a result. <laughs> but to do that and the way that he was driving that car, and he, you know, in the first ten laps, he was fourteenth. Yep. He was ahead of a lot. He was keeping pace with a lot of people. Yep. I was thrilled for, for Williams to have that kind of arrow again. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he outqualified Kubica by a second and a half. Oh, it was, it was intense. And that is the biggest gap I've seen in a long time without yeah. a major. So he drove the wheels off it, which is good to see. And he, the thing that was good was in the race, he actually got to race some people for a long, you know, yes. the first 20, 25 laps. Not just getting blue flag constantly when the leaders yeah, came back Yeah, which around. was good to see, and he held his own. He showed some composure, didn't make any mistakes, raced pretty hard with what he had. So that was great to see, I think. And it was good to see – it's good to see Williams starting to – turn the page. I don't think they've fully turned it. No, but they're certainly on the way. But they've understood the issues and they've finally got some correlation for their Yes. I think they're trying R&D. to do a, a proper fix, not a band-aid. So that's why they've totally. ripped it completely down and they're starting from scratch. And look, he finished in 16th. Yep. Like and an earned 16th. Ahead, it wasn't a, a DNF. Point and an alpha. Yep. And then Kubica. Yep. Claire think- Williams seemed really good this weekend too on the interviews I saw her. She was quite buoyant and up and she about probably, a bit. Yep. And we haven't seen that all year. No. We haven't seen that last two years almost. She's been very depressed every time she's come towards the microphone and just the fact that like, yes, we know we're terrible again. <laughs> and may, But maybe she's turned around. Maybe under her leadership well, she's it's, it's the people that she gets strides. around her and that has changed. We've seen a lot of people go and some new people come. Yep. And that, look, I we desperately want to see them back towards the middle. We want to be seeing them racing towards the McLaren end of the, the mid-pack, yep. you know, up towards that sixth and seventh because that's where they deserve to be in terms of a heritage point of view. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for Kibitzer. I don't think he's going to be around for, for next year, but certainly George. I mean, the long run is he's going to a Mercedes seat. That's, that is his future. He'll stay in Williams for another probably two years, and then when Lewis goes... I would suggest that's when he moves across. I just don't think you need to rush Russell anywhere at the moment. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he's got the time. We're talking about everyone else changing mm-hmm. immediately and everything. I think George can hang where he is, help Williams to become a better team, really make some gains and some positive 
you know, progress there and then step into a fast car. As long as you can keep him from being disheartened and kind of down in the dumps. You want to keep him positive and upbeat and feeling like he's competitive. Which is he was this weekend. And he's to qualify. He will get over racing at the back of the pack and just doing practice laps after a certain amount of time. But we know the kid can drive. We know he's quick. I think if you leave him in Williams for another year, maybe two, I don't think you'll want to stay two Two. more years. But Mm. if you give him one more year... He gets to work out like out of the car stuff, car setups, working yep. with engineers, yep. researching data, taking out that side of the sport that we don't see yeah. a lot of and that we don't have access to from all accounts is just as important as how quick you're in the car. Give him more experience in that arena so that it, when he does move into a top team, he's on top of the outer car stuff as much as he's – or as good as he is in the in-car stuff. I think it's – I think it serves – well, we've seen all the best drivers in Formula One do that. Yeah. They're great outside the car and they're great inside the car and they understand the mechanics, they understand the aero, they understand the, the management, they want to understand it too. Yeah. They spend time. It was funny on Sky watching uh, the Ferrari little RC car race with Vettel and Leclerc and they said, oh, so what do you like? What do you do in the morning? And Vettel's like, oh, and I get up at like 9.30, go to the gym and then I sit at the beach. And Seb was like, What? So I get up at like seven, seven thirty, and then have breakfast, and then like do stuff with the kid. What do you mean you go to the beach? It's like I'm going and seeing mechanics, and I'm talking to this, and like I'm talking to all these people, and he's like, I really need to come and talk to you. But that to me said that Charles is not doing enough work behind the scenes. Oh, that might have just been a flippant comment, but he wasn't really thinking about it. But that indicated to me it was like, man, if the reason why you're not doing this properly is because you're not committed. Sorry, I'm just going to say that. If that's the kind of comment yeah. that you're going to have just flippantly to a, you know, a behind-the-scenes guy sort of interview. But he's been placed on easy street, really. Oh, mm. he's got it easy. But Didn't un- until, do that much this year. Until he falls out of favour with Ferrari, which we'll see happen in the next three years. No, but what, we've seen how Kimi's driven that car this year. And Kimi, for me, has been the driver of the whole grid in the sense that what he's dealing with and what he's got, the way he's been able to consistently perform in the points, and he's always there. We've seen him even running up in the top three and top four at times. Leclerc had the same car last year. Has he done anything more spectacular last year other than the one race where everyone was like, this kid's a, this kid's a prodigy? Yeah. Has he done any more than what Kimi Raikkonen's done? No. And exactly. A good segue, though. Can we, let's talk about Alfa Romeo. He finished yeah. seventh. This time around. Kimi, Incredible points haul for Alpha. I don't yeah. know where he is at the drivers. I don't have it in front of me, but he is. He's coming eighth. He is a star. Oh, yeah. And he's perf- he's performing so well. He's dropped the pants on Giovinazzi <laughs> this year. Oh, yeah. Giovinazzi is someone else who's not going to stay. That, that comes with experience too. Yeah. yeah, it does. But, I mean, this is Giovinazzi's second crack at F1 as well. And uh, talk about, you know, someone who finished behind George Russell. Giovinazzi. Yeah. And there was no incidents that yep. moved that. That was George driving. So, I look, I, I just can't say it enough. I was very impressed with, with our man George Russell, which is, yep. which is great to see. All right. Well, let's talk about Racing Point then. Lance Stroll finishing in 17th and Checo finishing in 11th, who we don't like at the moment. They seem to have a bit of a nothing race again this time around, gents. They always seem to just not just be floating around in the middle and not having much air time and... Except for crashing into yeah, people. Well, Perez, <laughs> Perez really compromised his own qualifying. I yeah. think what Danny Rick did was a bit cheeky too. Very cheeky, but it was just no one was but, going fast uh, enough. But I, yeah, exactly. And he didn't want to lose tight end. Yeah. I can see why he did the made yeah. the decision he made, but in hindsight it was stupid, but Perez really stuffed it for the both yeah, of them. I think yeah, that'll I be a change that we'll see coming into next year is a minimum lap time almost for qualifying because these very, very slow outlaps are just backing up the whole track and then you, that's what happened. Danny Rick was worried he wasn't going to get across the line to start his flying lap. Yeah. So he was like, well, I need to bloody get a move on because you guys are backing me up. So he just went for it. Um, yeah, but there's no there's no tyre blankets next year. So I love that. I'm so to be able that. to manage the temperatures – and get them up to this exactly. That's gonna be great. Specific. Finally, back, back on the driver, not driving. on the team. Yep. Has Which means happen. they might have to have two laps just to prepare the tire properly. I think that's good. 
So do I. More laps for the fans to see. Yeah, totally. But, I mean, think about a couple of races ago when George came flying around that corner and almost collected Kvyat. Yeah. And George was like, well, I didn't know what was going on. And no one yep. else really did because they were these backed up before are the so last corner. slow. Because they've got warm tyres. Their outlaps can be oh, slow. Oh, look, Checo, you should have just accepted the fact that you don't, you're not in a performing car and you should have stayed at the back because who cares where the hell you finished, to be perfectly honest. Oh, well. Hey, um, everyone listening, Campy has just finished a whole bottle of whiskey by himself. Good for you, mate. Yeah, we're drinking some 18s again. Wasn't so. necessarily full. Is that what our standard is 18 for Oz F1? Oh, that's all we We must drink. have a huge budget. Oh, mate, we're tossers, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Snobby bastards. Play on. <laughs> okay. Talking of playing on, let's talk about Toro Rosso, who was uh, disappointing for Danny Kvyat finishing third last time around, finishing 15th this time around. Uh, it just didn't really do a whole lot, but I tell you what, there was a moment. That move on Albon. Oh, good. Total commitment. Hell. Oh, that was phenomenal. Albon got him back too. Oh, yeah. But we didn't see that bit though because no, the TV director it sucked. It was, Again. That was a great move. He took some time off between China. I think it actually says here. Here. it says a lot about Albon too. Yep. I think it says a lot about both. I think Kvyat, it might have shown that maybe last week was a little bit lucky, I uh, think. Like he was right place, right time. Totally. Danny so, Rick, you could see Danny Rick sitting in that garage and he was like, I could have been third. For sure. <laughs> he could have had second. Yeah. Really. Well, good point. But there was one of those races everyone could have, yep. everyone in the, Except other than Williams, Williams <laughs> probably us. Sorry. But if they made the right tyre call at the right time. Yeah. If you're on the track with the last 15 laps to go, you had a hot hot chance of getting into. Also, yep. big, big call to them to see two teammates racing so hard side by side and not collecting each other Haas. <laughs> it's not Good. hard, is it? And they were going around some really difficult corners. I think it's because they want to see what room. they've got. I think they really want to see what the two drivers they have on their hands could do. I, I'm super impressed with both of them. I think more and more during the week, you know, just feeling like they're not going to promote Kvyat and they're potentially just going to keep him in Toro Rosso and just keep using him as a benchmark. Yep. I don't think there's any reason why he doesn't why he would have to leave Toro Rosso anytime soon, to be perfectly honest. But he's not going to Red Bull. We know that. I think you were, you and I can't be spoken about that for a while. And this is the problem. I, I, don't, I genuinely don't think that Helmut Marco is going to promote anyone out of Toro Rosso to Red Bull like he did this time around with Whipping Boy, otherwise known as Pierre Gasly. So it's either pulling from the outside or you leave Toro Rosso as it is to be a, a good team for the rest of the year. What about next year? What happens with Red Bull? Because there's four Red Bull drivers. Three of them are performing as they should be, and if not with better expect, better than what their expectations were coming into the start of the year. Yeah, especially Albon. Especially Especially Albon. Albon. And Kvyat too. Yeah, yeah, but especially Albon. Like Kvyat has had experience in F1 before and top team and then come down and come back up again. I'm like, that's, I'm not taking away from him. I'm just saying as a rookie, first time rookie, I think you have to give it to Albon in terms of his quality this year. Don't rush Albon up. Don't make the same mistake we've made. You're right. They're not. Albon hasn't been outperforming Kvyat. No. And if Kvyat is a genuine benchmark that they want to, as you're saying, He's not – Albon's not ready to go up. No, but, I mean, this time put around Gas- – Put finished- Gasly back against Kvyat. I don't think he's going to perform any better than Albon did. Oh, I think you're right. Look, Albon finished 10th this time out and Kvyat finishing 15th, as I said. So here's an example, but – Do they drop Gasly back to Toro Rosso I next year? I think he's year? in Formula E. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, Formula E, otherwise known as the the, the graveyard of Formula <laughs> One drivers. Oh, He's done. Who's oh, that over there? There's been rumours of John Eric, John Eric Verne coming back. Ooh. Because he went toe-to-toe with yeah. Danny Rick too. So, yep. And they were, look, Danny but Rick. He's been a long time out of a single seater, hasn't he? No, but he's been racing in Formula E since its inception. And I don't think Formula E is... Anywhere, anywhere near a measuring stick of whether you can drive a single-seater car Good. <laughs> at an F1 level at all because I think it's – if you really want my opinion for it, I reckon it's a shit show. <laughs> I do. It'll, <laughs> it'll, get, it'll get better, but we're still in the, in the birthing process of yep. that sport. Yep. And what it, so I need what to remove the hybrid becomes. element from Formula One. It's unnecessary now. No one gives a shit about energy-efficient cars Yeah, under battery. Oh, no, racing hybrid start, Corollas man. around the place with some Prius. <laughs> man, no, those thanks. coal rollers in Texas are the greatest human beings of all time. 
Have you boys seen that? Oh, this is this is good. Have you seen them? Hey, no. how's that tattoo going? It's beautiful. No. Uh, okay, so Toro Rosso really yeah. isn't. Is it's not. It's not doing horribly. It's not doing super well. I think the points haul for Kvyat last time out has helped them significantly in the championship. So good to see them having another podium since 2008 with Vettel standing up in the rain on the top step and now Kvyat in the rain on the third step. The team needed that, really needed that, I think. And it would be an interesting coincidence to see Kvyat get demoted after a third place one race later. Could he be promoted after getting third one race later? Back up. Yeah. I mean... I think they should do it, but Red Bull has been... So closed off by it. Stupidly, in my opinion, committed committed to Gasly Gasly for the rest of the year, which I I don't understand. But maybe he's a work in progress. Maybe they think he can actually drive a car, but they need to work on his out-of-the-car stuff because he's working with a brand-new engineer. Mm -hmm. I'm not making excuses. I can't stand the guy. You're the last person to make excuses for him. I think the guy's a flog, but maybe that's... (laughs) Maybe that's been Red Bull's tactic. Yeah. Yeah. To develop him in that area. But he, he's not going to get anywhere near. He was six tenths behind for Stafford again. Yeah. Well, we know that he – but he's also up against it with the – let's be honest, he's probably the best driver on the grid at the moment for Stafford. Yeah. Can't believe I just said that out loud. But, yeah. Yeah, wasn't going to put himself in the bin. Did it taste like vinegar or what? <laughs> I had to speak on behalf of you last podcast because you went bloody here and I had to even say that I thought he did a good I'll, job. I was stoked he had a win, but uh, I, I don't want to see him win every race either. No. Oh, what do you want? <laughs> you are hard to please. I want the underdogs to get up. That's why I want, I want a Bottas to win this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, want, right. I, would, I love to see people down and out come back up and give the big finger to everyone and say, Fuck you. I don't care what you say. I'm good enough to be here and I'm, I love seeing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we know Verstappen's good. He's had his he's won two races this year. I think he'll probably win more. But I don't want to see him win another three or four and go, Oh, it's just what I'm expected. No way. If you're interested in writing no. a story about how the underdog wins, please www.thomasjcamp.com.au. I don't like Vettel and Ferrari, but I would Full love to story. I would love to see Vettel come out and win three of the last 10 races and say, I've still got it, you know, big finger. Or just win all of them. That would be nice, I think. No, yeah. I don't know about that. But. You wouldn't know about anything at this point. You can't make your bloody mind up about no, who's No, I, I change every week. But I think he wants like 20 you. more wins for different people and there's uh, like nine to go. All right, let's talk about <laughs> Renault. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, who we don't think is going to hang around for too much longer, at least we haven't heard anything about his contract, as we said, finishing in 12th. And Daniel Ricciardo just having... A bloody crap day, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he's had a rough two weeks, 14th. hasn't he? It these, was... Uh, these doubleheaders haven't been great for Danny Rick or it, Renault. It's nope. been pushing him really hard. I, as I said last time around, I just think that he's so focused now on the future and what that holds. And all of that rumour mill around him moving to Ferrari would have given him a bit of hope, I think, and a bit of energy. Because at the moment... What else do you do? And like, you've gone from a company car being like a DBS to a Renault Began RS Cup. Uh, <laughs> no good, thanks. That's, I think a, that's it was, a heaper. It was actually good to see him throw some overtaking moves. Um, like as bad as this race was for him, yep. coming from last, we did get to see some moves. And even the commentator said, it's, it's nice to see Ricardo again. Like Last of the late breakers is the only time we've seen him this year doing exactly. that kind of move. In that mid-pack, there wasn't a lot of movement between the start no. and the way it finished. No. He yeah. had a terrible start. Daniel just got blocked out by everyone. The, the road in front of him was full. Yep. And I think it's actually a good example as to why we probably didn't see much in the way of George performing very well earlier on. If you're on the back row and all of the other 18 cars are filling every yep. other square inch in front of you. There's no gap. What else do you do? <laughs> and then you're going through. No one's crashed into anyone. So you're kind of stuck in that format for oh, the next 20 laps. Off the start coming out of one, that hairpin out of one, Danny Rick was in front of Giovinazzi. Yep. I don't know what happened after it, but I did hear something about after the race, Giovinazzi f- th- threw it up the inside a bit like Max Verstappen did yep. to Ricardo and back. Mm. So Ricardo went wide to avoid contact because he's like, yep. can't do that. And so hence why he lost that place. But he was the only one to be making moves in yep. that mid-back. Yep. He, he had the most gains. He was up six from his position from the start. Yeah, I mean, and he was pressuring K-Mag, but he didn't really have the car. He was frustrated no. by K-Mag, or, and it was 
all race, and, and it was frustrating to watch too. Cause he did a good job defending against Bottas for as long as he did. Again, this is Canavera so, all over again. Totally. Like he did a good job just keeping, and it was for a long time. Talk about frustration. Talk about being in a Mercedes, yeah. stuck at that bit of the pack, going well. I can't even get past these guys because mm. they're they're tussling their own race, and you know Bottas was coming up behind Ricardo. Ricardo was just at. K-Mag all the bloody time and trying to get past him and it was like a casual look, oh yeah, that's right, you're behind me. I think if you see the same thing in a, in a place like Monza, I think you mm. see Danny Rick charging through the pack. Yep. Especially in those last 10 laps when he was 10, 15 laps when he was on the soft. Yeah. He would have flown past K-Mag, definitely had Hulk's measure for race pace the whole time as well. But it was yeah, it was a bloody frustrating race in that sense. This Nothing that not, I wanted to happen happened. There was no good spots in this track for him to overtake, really. There's not much. It's, and it's a tough track to It's a tough, it's a track. tough track to pass. It's a Formula One design track, though. Let's be, let's yep, be clear. Absolutely. Like, it's a good track to be a Formula One driver in terms of yeah. the timing and everything else. But when the cars were at two metres, maybe. Spectac- <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, when they were much smaller think, than they are. I don't think width is the issue. For overtaking it is. I reckon there's just less track to move around. No, I think the tracks are wide enough to get moves done. It's just... The confidence, these, I think, is now the, waning. The torque on these cars is so efficient that the correlation you get just from being in front of someone, that the gap that you get out when you put your foot down. Yeah. And if the straights aren't long enough, there's just no chance well, of We just see DRS them. overtaking. That's boring as. Yeah, correct. No one wants to see that. But Let's, without it, you wouldn't get any... Yeah, control. totally. Talking about the opposite of boring, let's talk about Papaya Orange and McLaren. Hey, uh, Lando Norris doing a pretty standard stellar job all weekend. He wasn't amazing, but he was consistent. Uh, he definitely was was running in sixth for a while and then seventh. He and Sainz were, were doing just well as a team. I think if you yeah. want to look at the best team on the grid right yep. now, McLaren is it. They work the best together. They have the most fun together. The, the, the best of the rest for sure at this point. And their car is getting better and better each race, yep. which is so different to last year. They're the fourth best team. Yep. And by, by a margin. So they're on 82 points. And then you've got Toro Rosso and Renault at about 40. There you go. And yeah. Toros only had that because of Kvyat last yeah. time around. I think the I think I think the Renault is faster than McLaren on certain tracks. Yeah. But McLaren has got a good and we're referring to the mid pack here. Yep. The McLaren's got a good package for most tracks. Yep. So and and signs for me was the driver of the day this week. He took mine. <laughs> Oh, really? We'll get there. No, it's we'll get there. But you're it's right. It's because good, good brain drive. single lock on oh, it. Look, <laughs> I'm at yeah, good save. I think I've just been brainwashed <laughs> by the doctrine of Campy. Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> Carlos coming in fifth. You know what says about you, Jim? Stop no, I think stop. you are ignorant. Stop fighting. <laughs> you don't know anything. Well, I, I think, haven't even told you who my driver of the day is yet. Signs this whole year has been very consistent. His yep. first kind of four or five races, he was pretty unlucky. He had a couple of DNFs and tough things happen in front of him, yep. crashes, those kind of stuff. But since then, he has been keeping that car in points. He's been consistent. He's been spot on. Like, very impressed with uh Color signs and him is just a good teammate. Oh, he's he's getting the job done on Sundays. He's not, I don't think he's as quick as Norris over one lap, but he's getting the job done on Sundays and consistently out racing him. So it's come a long way since Alistair, you and I were watching Fernando just flog himself at this car, trying to get a decent result out of it. And then he went away and it all got better again. It was all his fault. He, I, let's just say that for the entire time. <laughs> Campy hates Alonso. It's his worst driver. He's like everywhere he goes, it's like a poison chalice. He lies about <laughs> having contracts with Red Bull. He was terrible at Ferrari. I'm glad that he left it. True? Alonso is a god, mate. Oh, yeah. He's a god. It's the opposite of that. Sorry, mate. I'd forgotten. <laughs> he, he would beat Lewis. I don't think he would beat Verstappen. Mate, Alonso was that good. He's, he did so well at Indy this year as well, which was great. <laughs> We've already spoken about that. <laughs> Zach Brown's fine. Oh. I love Zach Brown, by the way. We all love Zach Brown. Yeah, true. But Alonzo, man, he's he's nah, a, spe- a once-in-a-lifetime driver. He's who, washed. <laughs> he's did, washed. You put Alonzo in that Merc right now. And he'll what, come like Bonas did? He, he, he'd have a better record than Schumacher. Tommy, you've been watching it fun for about two days, mate. Alonso is a star. Oh, and this is what if Alonso rocks up to an F1 race these days, 
Chuck him in, you reckon? No, like, if he even that? rocked up just as a visitor, who's that? He would get more media attention than anyone else on the Does group. Does it mean he's a good driver? Oh, you know nothing. Oh, this is good. I love it. I thought I'd bore you around. I just complimented you. I can't you. stand Let him. Let me interject. Yeah, can Let's you talk not? about He's Red Bull, Alistair. Let's talk about Red Bull, why these two bloody bicker over there about how bad Alonso is. Everyone, you just jump on our whatever we've got in the social media sphere. I don't have a clue. but you just, What is a computer? Yeah. But and how do I use it? Everyone out there listening, you just get on there and you just tell these pricks how ignorant they are. About Bonaf- how good Alonso was ten years ago. Bonafide vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's my text tone. Sort of. I would rather it's see Rubens come back. Up and start oh, offending everybody. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Were you ever here? Uh, okay, let's talk about Red Bull. Alistair, we've seen obviously Danny Rick go through and Mark Webber go through back in the early days when we were watching. Now looking at Gasly really dropping the ball a lot and we call him as F1 is the whipping boy because he's just not performing. What are your thoughts on this? Because, you know, we've spoken that we have you haven't really been watching Formula One religiously, but we watched the race last night together, which is cool, and you could really see what Max was doing with the car and just how yeah. far back Gasly was. Do you, I mean, do you think that's... Well, you just don't see him in any coverage. Yeah. It could have been a one-driver team. <laughs> it pretty much is. There's a reason we don't see him in the coverage. Because the TV director's rubbish, firstly. Secondly, he's also rubbish. Combination. <laughs> Rubbish is a very nice choice of words. Thank you so much, Campy. But you've you've seen this, and and also we're watching the the pre race stuff, and a lot of the what we're talking about here, the the protection of Gasly was going on, and and Christian Horner is just totally, it's like he's oblivious to it, isn't it? Yeah, he's very non-committal. He won't say, they won't come out and admit anything. He's, They're not going to say that he's shit. No, he's made a mistake, hasn't he? As to putting up there, and now he's trying to cover himself and saying, no, "I'm fine." No, imagine if he was drawing for Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> he'd probably do a better job. Gunther would come out and be like, "Yeah, he's not performing." Yeah, yeah, you really need to stop mm-hmm. doing everything you're doing, which is everything. Fucking by. shit house gene. <laughs> I think Big they're just being looking forward to this bloody Netflix documentary coming out. Oh. This is going to be you in the background, isn't it? Can we talk about how good that? Last week's episode is going to be the Germany one where, where Mercedes decided to let them in to film. Okay, the only race you're allowed to come to is the one in Germany where we stuff up everything. And Lewis Thank Hamilton you. was like, you're not allowed to publish any of this. Because I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, I'm just so uh, sick. Did you love that, Campy? Got a bit of a cold. Please, mate. <laughs> Spare me. Danny Rick was a bit upset Get this weekend. Get in your private jet, your big body yacht. I don't know who you're dating at the moment, but suck it up, sunshine. <laughs> My throat sore. Please. <laughs> My throat sore every bloody morning. <laughs> Jeez, I it's talk. Probably for different reasons. Mate, I talk so much guff, don't I? But... <laughs> Guff's a nice word for you to use, can't we? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, Maxi Verstappen, go on, Campy. Unleash on your favourite driver in the last oh, 50 mate. years. Uh, look. He drove great this weekend. To put it on pole was pretty special for him, I think. He hasn't had one. It was his first one, which was surprising when you when you look back at And it's the 100th pole sitter in Formula 1 history, which is well, cool. And he's still so young, though. We forget that he's so young because he's yeah. been in Formula 1 for so long. Just like, how, mean, sorry, how long have you been here? Five I years? Know. I think he... What am I doing with I my think life? From the radio messages we could hear in the race, we could tell that he, he was feeling the pressure that Hamilton was putting him under. Um, I think it was a masterstroke of Mercedes. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Mercedes, but it was a masterstroke to Pitt and Hamilton when they did. Would have been good to see them go toe to toe, head to head for the rest of the way, the rest of the race. But I think second was all he was really going to get. I think, but he drove with composure. But it's the first sort of chink in the armor I think we've seen from Verstappen feeling the pressure from someone else. He's yep. always been the hunter. He's never really been the hunted. You're not wrong. So, um, but he'll learn from it. And he drove great all weekend. Yeah. Great pole position. What Um, I found was really interesting with Max is that he got out of the car. I thought he would have been dirty that he wasn't first. And in the post-race interview with Paul Resti, he's like, yeah, look, it wasn't great. But, you know, second is good and it's a good points haul for the team. Yep. And it's like, I'm sorry, where's the brainwash coming from? (laughs) Because, like, in terms of maturity... He's absolutely right. It's yeah. bloody fantastic points for the yep. team. Yep. But if he had won that race, he'd, that he would have been within so close of Bottas. I mean, as Toto Wolff said, it, been was, in front of him. it was it, it, it possible for him to still be the championship winner in the 2019 season. 
before yeah. this race if he had won. Yeah. Yeah. No, he drove great. Look, I think Mercedes were – the fact that Hamilton was able to follow that closely behind Verstappen and close the gap when he well, – after the first pit stop, I think he came out, he was six seconds behind – the rate at which Hamilton was able to close that gap and then follow so closely Huge. for so long yeah. suggests to me that the Merck's race pace was extremely yeah. quicker than... And we know that Merck's not good at following. It's not set up that way. It's set to start at the front and yeah. finish at the front. Yeah, totally. So and for it to do that is very impressive. But Max drove great. He was He's, awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I and think that Red Bull, the upgrades coming on that car, they will be strong by the end of the year. I don't <sighs> think they're in a title... Contending do you, do position. Do you think that Max resigns because his contract's up at the end of this year? Is it up? I thought he had. I thought he was signed he's until twenty twenty. He's a free agent. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what was that rumor we heard about that Max had a clause in his contract this year that he could move on if Red Bull Renault hadn't won a certain amount of races or in right. contention for races by halfway point of this year? I thought that's what's. I thought, either yeah, way, okay, anyway. Either way, he's, I reckon he's going to re-sign. I point. think, I think he does. If Mercedes come along and go, hey, man, we want you, and it has to be a crazy really offer to say no to. Like, Red Bull's going to have to come to the table with a lot of money. I think that's the honest. All right, let, if you're Max, what do you do? Go to Mercedes, for sure. Because 20 next year. With Lewis? Yep. Absolutely, because See, you know, you know, th- you know how he works. If you're doing that to him in a Red Bull, oh look, I'm just going to be the devil's advocate here. If you know what you're doing to him in a Red Bull and how he operates, jump in the same bloody car, mate, and you put it on pole each time because his his ability to qualify is clearly there in a much slower car, mate. I, I honestly think, I mean, I'm coming around to this, which is terrifying me that I'm defending Max and, and Camp, he's not. But really, <laughs> I just, I think he's he's it. And look, every, Martin Brundle sums him up the best. He, this is a once in the decade driver that we've got in Verstappen. I, and I keep forgetting, as you just pointed out, Tommy, how young he is, 21 yeah. years old. Lewis is like 35 or something. It's ridiculous age di- difference now, 33, I should say. It's twelve year difference. Yeah. The guy's going to be a star for the next decade. I mean, they're looking for that young driver. He's still young with experience. I think that's really hard. He's to find. the same age as Ocon. Yeah, it's the same era. Yeah, him and Ocon were racing back in carts. If I'm Max, I'm looking at the next five years from a technical regulation sport and where the sport's heading. I don't think he has to go to a Ferrari or a Mercedes right now. If I was Max, I'd be sitting there going, "Look, I can put up with a crap." Or, sorry, not a crap car. I can put up with a Second car that's going to get me five or six wins next year. And the year after, I'd be going, because we know Newey can design cars oh. that generate downforce like you would not believe. And with the regulations around aerodynamics for 2021, we know that, we know that the motors are going to stay in some sort of turbo hybrid. Honda's, the Honda's motor performance is pretty good compared to the Ferrari and the Mercedes. Yep. But the real strength of Red Bull is the chassis. Yeah. And they, I just think Newey's going to be able to design a car and Red Bull will be able to design a car for 2021 that's going to generate more downforce than Mercedes or Ferrari can even come close to with these new regulations that limit the amount of downforce you can generate from front wings and splitters and under car and yep. stuff. I think you stick around for 2021, and I think that's his first championship year. Yeah, I really, I, I really do. I, I as we said, he's got time in this sport for sure. He can stick with Red Bull for the next three or four years because they've invested a hell of a lot of money yeah, into true. him, and they've given him preference over Daniel Ricciardo, which was probably a really big decision for Red Bull in the first place. But stick, I think, I think he stays. They're building and that then team after that. Mm. Then after that, that's when you can make the call to go to a Ferrari or a Mercedes and go, now I have the opportunity to become one of the greatest of all time in this sport. I, I, don't, think you, I don't think you make the change next year because Red Bull could – mate, we know what they're like in the technical department. Yeah. If Honda comes to the ball, comes to the park, comes to play and gives a motor that's mm. better than everything else, that chassis is – Bloody good. So it's kind of the Seb blueprint. Stay with them, do really well, and then in the kind of twilight, the second part, you go to a big team and see if you can recreate it again. But imagine if he did leave and then Red Bull took Seb back and Seb was there for 2021 in a car that was 
unbelievable. In a chassis that was unbelievably better than every other car out there, and the motor was on par with everything else, and Seb goes on to win more champ. That would just. I could see that happening too. Yeah. I just think Red Bull's sold out for Max, and I think they're going to do everything they can for him. Whereas I don't see Mercedes kind of bending the same way. They'll kind of go, this is how it is. You want to come here, you come here. This is what it is, mate. Fair play. Well, let's talk about... Long-term success, he stays. Short-term success, he goes. Let's talk about Ferrari who uh, and Seb, who potentially could all... Yep, could jump back in the Red Bull. We don't know, really, do we? And uh, as you said, Campy, a while ago, they would welcome him back with open arms, in a way. Well, they're going to have an open seat at the end of the year anyway. It'd be so interesting if he pulls that trigger just to really throw a curveball at everyone, and he's probably looking now at Red Bull going, oh, there you are. I, my back. honest opinion is top six, the, t- the six drivers in the top three teams next year will be the same except for Gasly, and I think Ricardo goes back into one of those top six spots. Mm. But that is dependent on Seb going back to Red Bull for Gasly. Yeah, and the then Ricardo taking that seat. Imagine Ricardo going back to Red Bull. But if Max, if Max leaves... Do they bring Ricardo and say, we want you back? Do you think he's going to say no to that? He doesn't seem like the Burner Bridge kind of guy. No. I don't he's, think so. He's not a Burner Bridge kind of guy. All right, well, so Ferrari, Charles Leclerc finishing in fourth, and, you know, he was doing pretty okay in the race until Seb caught him and did some master class on him going, all right, mate, letting <laughs> me pass. The veteran is coming through. Yeah. Uh, and did a great overtake through one. Just Ferrari, though, still an absolute mess. Mate, they were a minute off. A minute off before the Lewis Max Verstappen battle at the end. A minute. They are a shit show. You know, if we mate, preseason testing, the promise that that card showed, they they haven't even won a race yet. I'm scared if Daniel goes there, to be honest, because it'll just be the same. It worries me. It does worry me too. But you can't say no to Ferrari. No, can you? Well, you can. Plenty of people have, and then you get relegated to. Crap teams for the rest of your career. But that, mate, Bernardo always Wally. He's he's in a world of hurt at the moment. Yeah, he's not going to be around next year. Let's be honest. Uh, I'd get rid of him before that. Well, this is I didn't to- rate Maurizio over Arriva Benny last year. I just thought he bit of a nothing. A bit, but in hindsight, looking back, I think he had that team in pretty good shape. Yep. Compared, they were winning races or putting themselves in positions to win races. Yeah. Um, but Bonotto's come in and, mate, he's, I don't know. He's not done very much. Where's why he's gone for me? I don't well, know. Seb finishing in third and still continuing uh, that podium run for him. Let's talk about Mercedes. Valtteri Bottas what, finishing What about Leclerc? Can we talk about Leclerc? Right. Where, where is Leclerc really at this year? Is he as good as he has been touted to be? He's had a lot of mistakes, but so has the team. It's hard to know who's making more mistakes. I think his Monaco was actually – it showed him being very immature, actually. I think to bin his car as he did and try – like he had a couple of laps of furious overtaking and then binned it. He's had a couple of just silly mistakes when he crashed in Baku, things like that. I just don't know if he showed enough for them to invest again and again in him. Yeah, I think that happens with youth, though. Yeah. yeah. We saw that with Verstappen, too, remember. Yeah. Is he? I, I don't think of a crashing for a long time. I, don't, yeah. I honestly don't think Leclerc has proven himself yet. No, I don't think the hype we heard about him. I don't think he'll win a race this year. He'll have some tracks that he's good on, but I don't. So this, this I reckon they made the move too early. They followed the trends of everyone else in the Formula One, yeah. and I think it's hurt him. So the I'm, rivalry of Max and Leclerc going forward for the next ten years. How do you rate that, Campy? Mate, Max is. Way quicker than him. Yeah. We know that yeah. Ferrari is good in certain tracks because of its top speed. Yeah. And that's the only thing keeping them in them. But get into these tight, sophisticated, twisty circuits. Mm. Like Ferrari will probably win Monza this year just because of the layout of the track yep, and the white strip. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I don't rate Leclerc. I think he's he's not my new Gasly because he's better than him, but he's – I don't – I don't think he's he's underperforming. He's not performed well in the media like he did at the start of the year. Yep. Yep. His attitude's terrible at best for me. And he's not getting the job done in the car. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yep. Yeah. And and a pressure, big pressure weight on the other one. He's precious. Well. He's precious. That's the right word for him. He's precious. There you go. Precious. Well, let's talk about Sorry. Move on. Mercedes. <laughs> Good 
recap of what we've we should already get said. Le- we should get LeCoy on this podcast. Yes, yeah, see how that goes. So you can yell at this podcast. Charlotte, if you're listening, just dial in, mate. Uh, Thomasdaycamp.com.au <laughs> forward slash contact me to fix all your worldly problems. Uh, Valtteri Bottas finishing in eighth. He had a horrific start to the race, didn't he? The uh, end plate on his front wing deciding to disappear. Courtesy LeCoy's fault. Of Charles Leclerc, so we're just talking about. Uh, really, once you damage anything in the first couple of laps, you bug it, aren't you, for the yeah. rest of that race? Unless a safety car happens or VSC or something like that, but none of that really happened, and he just had to battle his way back through. Look, we're talking about how good he is. He ended up in eighth. He was running, well, he was running almost, he was plum last at one point, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, that um, new wing, and they screwed putting that new front wing on quickly. They, yep. they buggered around with that for a while, so it was a long pit stop, and then when he finally got out there, it was seconds. pushing, yeah. pushing very hard. But so you finished eighth. So, yes, the, the the point is, though, he got, also got lapped. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard getting lapped by your teammate. Yeah. It would it would be soul-destroying. And where we all are, where we are at, it's silly season at the moment, this is not the race that he needed, going into the month where his future is going to be decided. Ocon would have been cheering. Ocon was there. <laughs> yeah. Ocon was like paying Max in the corner going, can you look, I know you're not, you're yeah. all guaranteed to see next year. Could you just bump into him for me, please? Yeah. Yeah. As, as, look, as we said in Australia, it's the was, only time that Ocon was not cheering or the only one who wasn't clapping was in Australia when mm-hmm. Bottas got that victory. I was really frustrated for Bottas. Like I was up, not upset for him, but as I said before, I want, I want the underdog to win all the time. I love those stories where someone comes out. The kid, the guy's been performing really well in qualifying this year, but he starts. Yeah. If he had of, I mean, the pole positions he's had, and Lewis has passed him three of his pole positions going into the first corner. Lewis has moved down the outside in turns three and four. That was a ballsy move from Hamilton. Yep. And I said on our group chat, that was a great move by Hamilton. You guys didn't agree, but. <laughs> I think we were just silent because we were yeah. watching the race, to be honest. But yes. It was but really good. Yes. I just felt sorry for Bottas because nothing is going yep. right for him at the moment. And he's coming into August and they're going to decide whether he's got to drive for next mm-hmm. year. I, if, I'm, if I'm Mercedes, I understand why they got to make the call this early. Yeah. But I don't think it's doing Valtteri any justice because it wouldn't surprise me if Valtteri came out after the mid-season break and came one four or five on the straight mm. four or five on the t- because that's the sort of driver he is yeah yeah when he's on he's on I, I think if he sorts his starts out yeah he's he's well placed and he's been unlucky a couple of times this year not to win races mm. but he binned it in Germany which was that was his chance to make up some big points in Hamilton and it only takes one race I'm not necessarily saying he should have won it. A podium in that brings him right back into contention. The mistake on the first lap this week brings him right back into contention as well. It's just a, it's a tough one, mm. and I feel sorry for him. I'm frustrated for him. Yeah. I think he, he's been underperforming on the more power circuits, to be honest, though. I think you're finding him struggle. He likes the more technical kind of style. The ones where Ferraris are strong for incidents, he is not as good as Lewis. I think Lewis really outperforms him getting – absolutely everything out of that Mercedes where I just don't think Bottas has it on those kind of tracks. You sort of see him get pipped by those Ferraris a couple of times this year and they're the kind of ones where you're like, he's just not as good as Lewis. I think it's it's, it's, it's subtle, but it's it's there. I think he's not doing himself any failures either. But if we look at last year, this point last year, he had no race wins and he really realistically – I remember looking back through it and he should have won six races up until the mid-season break. Yep. That would have solidified his spot in Mercedes sure. to at least the end of 2020, but it didn't happen. I'm not saying mm. he's driven that well this year, but he's had four pole positions, uh, five pole positions this year. Yep. Him and uh, at 6-5 to Hamilton in qualifying. He's 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 got it. But it's just the first oh. lap concentration where he's just missing it. And the worst one was that Baku when he just let Lewis do what he wanted. Like he yeah. had that. That was yeah. from yeah. memory. That was the worst. And I, I, I just think for the for Mercedes to make a call on him in August is unfortunate for Bottas because yeah. I don't. I think if he doesn't get the drive, he comes out and just 
flogs the rest of the yeah. year and just dominates. And then you Mercedes is sitting there with egg on their face and he's going, mm. well, told you. It's You're preaching to one. the converted. When we yeah. saw him at Melbourne, James, yeah. both of us were just so impressed at how more planted and like you could just see the ferocity he had yeah. with that car, even Good compared word. to Lewis. Like unbelievable. No one had that thing roaring like he did and he, he stormed away with that win. We were both like, okay, this is – this is a big for season for VB, but he hasn't really repeated it, has he? No, no. I mean, he's he's quick over one lap, and yep. he's the first guy to really push Lewis in a qualifying. And he's he's quick from cold, like he comes out and he's on. Yep. Like he doesn't need some more ups. He's in. Yeah, that's. But if I'm to say, I don't worry about making the driver change until 2021. I don't think so. The problem is that they've said it now, and there's such a buzz about it. Like mm. my thing is. If if and it was Bottas already, they wouldn't have made a thing about it, and they just said, "Yeah, it's fine." He's still staying hanging around rather than next year, and it's not been mm. spoken about. Like, there's been no, there's been no, like whispers yeah. from Toto. It's just been like we're making a decision. We need to focus on the future of Mercedes. I think it's because Ocon is literally there behind, going, "I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready." He's and from what I've heard, he has been the best reserve driver. He's doing everything he can. He flew out because Lewis was sick and he was ready to jump in the car and was unbelievably. Lewis was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis probably wishes he wasn't in that race to be perfectly yeah. honest after that. Yeah, true. But like he is doing everything right. He is playing 100% by the rules. But he's being not a good in the little car. boy. You're not wrong, but he's putting hours in that simulator, which is valuable for the team. Do You've got know, to admit that. Do we even know he's that – I mean, the, I think Ocon's good. I think we know he's going to be good whatever seat he's in. But I, does he beat Lewis Hamilton? I, I think he's like Leclerc. I think he's unproven. I think he still makes some silly mistakes, which you saw last year. But I think he has got that potential to be in kind of that just under max level going forward. I think he's forward. better than Leclerc. He's definitely better than Gasly. Yep. I think he's of the new drivers. He's probably the the one out of all of them, other than Verstappen in that era, to yep. be better. Like he's the second behind. He'll be good. Yeah. I just don't think that. I just can't. I just don't want to see Mercedes get rid of Bottas. No. But that's just me. It's, but this is racing, isn't it? <laughs> this is what happens. What do you reckon, Ali? Just get in there, buddy. And we've been just. I have a feeling he's going to be gone. Unfortunately. But then where does he go? Well, that's just, that opens up a whole other thing. I want him to and go to, back to Haas. To be honest, though. Ferrari? Ferrari have shown some interest. But imagine if he does go to Red Bull and what you've said comes true and he ends up back in a championship yeah. winning car. Mercedes take the pun on Verstappen because mm. that solves their youth problem. Yep. Mm. Flips everything around. Like it just could be. And was, everyone wants to see Hamilton and Verstappen go toe-to-toe. Yeah. But oh. then if Bottas gets a two-year deal minimum for him. Yeah. He's there for 2021, and Red Bull may have the best chassis and, and a, a par, an engine on par that gets him a world. So it's interesting. To, Who even knows? Uh, but it's going to be there's so much speculation. I love it. We could talk about this for oh, hours. Yeah. We won't. Let's talk about Lewis Hamilton very quickly, and then we'll talk about our drivers of the day. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton, bored. <laughs> oh, no. I think it was the strategist that won that. I think oh. Lewis was fine, but it was James like spot on strategy. He wasn't keen on the strategy to begin with. He, well, he, he never is. He's, he's, he's talk- whinges, on he? his radio. <laughs> he's whinging, and yeah, you're not wrong. He's he's very sooky on the radio. I think in hindsight, he's like, yeah, I love that strategy. That was really good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but if that hadn't have gone right, he would have cracked it. But he's so I mean, precious. Yeah, talk I about think- precious driver. Hamilton is one of those. Yeah, kills I- me. They, he's a great driver, though. He is. He's, oh, jeez. No, nah, he's quit, mate. He's quit. You're off Max this weekend and bloody on to I'm not. Lewis. I'm not off Max. I am great Max, but. Those tattoos did end up scrubbing off then. <laughs> I just, mate, I, I just, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Hamilton win. I, I just don't, I'm over it. Yeah, good. Mate, you've had six years now and I'm sick of it. Yes, yeah, I'm bored. There's part of me that though, if we I just was, give it to him, then he'll just bugger so off and go away. I was so happy to see Nico take that championship off him. It was just a yep. breath of fresh air. I was like, no, it lost. And then you pull the pin. Yeah. <sighs> because he knew he couldn't back it up. Like, yeah, it's it's, true, it's too stressful of age. I'm going into Heineken ads. <laughs> but Mercedes, what have you done that for? That was a master stroke by Mercedes. It was Absolute very, very good. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. All right, let's talk about our drivers of the day and then we'll wrap up. Campy, we'll start with you. Your driver of the day. Signs. I wanted to say Tommy, the same. your driver of the day. I also said signs. I think just for consistency, like to do what he did. Fifth place. Yeah. Beat Gasly. Yep. Just 
I mean, in a second tier car to be above a Red Bull, spot on. Well, it's not really a Red Bull. Is it? <laughs> well, it is a Red Bull. It's just not a driver. And a Mercedes. And it's not a Red Bull. It's not That's a Red true. Bull Cola, that car. <laughs> He's been consistently best of the rest it's more often than tonic. not. <laughs> Alistair, your I'd, drive the day? I think Verstappen, for me. Great. He held Lewis off for that first bout at the start of the race. Yep. He managed, managed his tyres and he was pretty cool under pressure for the most part. Like he was starting to get a bit stressed and you can hear it from the radio messages, but he, he kept his cool for the most part. And by the end, he knew that it was over, but... Yeah, which is sad. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, well, one's George Russell. I'm just going to go down the other end of the pack. Good. <laughs> just because he... Or the he way that he drove. <laughs> I don't even know what he finished. <clears throat> you wouldn't. You're, an idiot. <laughs> you're, you're a, such a... Look at you, you snob. What about Lando? Like, yeah, he was great, but not he just didn't. Not as good didn't, as signs, though, is just, he? Just didn't, <laughs> didn't perform. I don't think. I mean, he's in a much better car than George is in. The fact that George finishing in front of a, a racing point in Alpha for me says a lot. And I think the Williams are on the up, and I think he's the right person to take it through. So that is that's it. That's I think we'll leave it there of the day. So that's it for our recap of the first half of the season, boys. We've done an incredible job this far. If you're still listening, because it's quite long, this podcast. That's right. Well done. Uh, very, very much appreciate you being here. And as always, uh, you can find us on, as Campy calls it, the socials, in inverted commas, <laughs> Instagram at OzF1, that's A-U-S-F-1, and Twitter at OzF1 Official. We appreciate your feedback, so please, if you haven't already, rate us on whatever platform you're listening to. And, boys, I'm very much looking forward to when we're back at Spa to see Daniel Ricciardo still Best track of the year. performing poorly towards the back flailing. I used to say towards the front, but I'm just going to go over hopes and dreams. Have a good summer break, boys. We'll see you then.